and welcome to the Blossom Your Awesome Podcast, episode number 28. Today on the show, world-renowned hypnotist John Moyer is here, and he is doing transformative work, helping hundreds of thousands of people hack their mind and experience their best life through hypnosis. I cannot wait to have this conversation. I am so honored and delighted to have John here. Thank you so much for being here. Welcome to the show. Absolutely. And I and I have to say, I you know, I always love being a writer, uh, you know, the kind of that being my background. I always love plays on words and I love the way that words work together. So I just, I love Blossom, You're Awesome. That to me just sounds so cool. Thank you so much. And it really, you know, when you think about it, that's what I'm trying to do. And that's what you're here helping me do, because we've all got that awesome in us and we're just helping them blossom it. Yeah. Yeah. So now I'm going to say, John, we get started. Give us a little background. You have such a fascinating story. <laughs> Give yeah. us the background here. You know, you were a stand-up comedian. Yeah. Gift, but tell us how this all came about. Well, I mean, my entire life since I was a child, I always was passionate about, you know, the creative process, right? Being able to take this intangible idea, thought, emotion that's inside of an individual and then shaping it artistically in a way that, you know, you're able to, you're able to share a message with, with somebody else. You're able to, you know, elicit an, a response, you know, uh, and in my case, you know, I went to film school. I, I, I discovered my father's super eight millimeter camera when I was 13 years old. And I was, I, I, I just thought, you know what, making movies, um, that's, you know, that's an artistic form. That's a, a, a form of, you know, creative expression. And, and I remember saying to my father, I was 13 years old, I go, wow, well, you know, what do you think about me, you know, going in the entertainment industry? And uh, this was a, a pivotal point in my life because my father told me he thought it was another one of my stupid childish ideas. And from that moment, I'm like, okay, well, now that is exactly what I am going to do just to prove you, you know, wrong. And I wound up, you know, I wound up going to film school. I graduated with a degree in theater and film screenwriting emphasis. And along the way, while I was in college, I discovered stand-up comedy. So I started pursuing stand-up comedy while I was in college. And, you know, when I graduated and, you know, a lot of other people, you know, in their college, there's job placement or whatever. Um, a week later, after I graduated from college, I was on the road doing stand-up comedy. I was, I wound up performing, um, at the improv up in, up in Seattle. And I had all this stuff booked. And, and then from that, I went on to do some, I wrote some comedy screenplays that got produced. And one of which I also, uh, I also directed independent projects, but you know, the, my passion was always being in front of a live audience. So I continued to pursue stand-up comedy. And the thing was, you know, I, I never, I never cared about being the richest or the most famous. I was always just about being able to do what I wanted to do. And as long as I could do that, as long as I could take care of myself, then that was great. But yeah, you know, the thing that happened with me with stand-up comedy was I learned in film school, all drama is conflict, right? There's not going to be any Star Wars if there's no Darth Vader, if there's no kidnapped princess, what have you. So 
the way I approached my stand-up comedy was the more dysfunctional and the more drama there was in my personal life, the more that that gave me jokes. It gave me material. So, you know, here I was on stage and I was kind of an angry, ranting stand-up comic talking about all the drama in my, you know, my personal life. And I wound up going through a divorce. I was a single parent. I had two kids. And, you know, while I was able to tell jokes on stage and, and make people laugh, you know, I was, it was like the, you know, the clown laughing on the outside, crying on the inside. And I was just, I was really unhappy as a person. I was in a very, very dark place personally. And, you know, and professionally that began to bleed over. And, you know, when you're, you're standing on stage at some cowboy bar, you know, in, in the middle of Montana bombing in front of a drunk audience. And you're just like, man, what, what am I doing with my life? Where is this going? Is, is this what I just have to look forward to the rest of my life? And what wound up happening was, is that I was performing. Um, uh, it was on a Saturday. It was at an event that was, it was an all day event. I did my stand-up comedy and, you know, the, the venue where I was at was probably about maybe half full and it was, yeah, it was an okay crowd. But then after me, they had a stage hypnotist and for the venue being half full to receive me, what I was doing, it was standing room only when the hypnotist took the stage. And I just, I stood back and I watched these people that were so interested and so involved in seeing this hypnosis show. And then of course the participants on stage. And then, you know, afterwards audience members were lining up to buy all his merchandise and, and everything. And I was always fascinated by the mind. And I looked at that and I thought I, I could do that. That would be something that I think would be a really interesting way to reinvent myself. So I trained, I started doing stage hypnosis, but then the interesting thing was along the way, I started doing self-hypnosis and I started doing meditation. And suddenly I realized that my personal life was changing. I viewed myself from a different perspective. I was feeling differently about life. And consequently, my personal life began to change. It got better. I was, I was happier. I was not that angry, ranting, glass, half empty kind of, uh, of person. And what wound up happening was that the, the, the stage hypnosis took off. I, I went back to the managers and the bookers and all of the venues that I was, had previously been doing uh, comedy for. And I said, hey, I've got a whole new show. And what wound up happening was that I opened myself up to new audiences because I was doing university shows. I was doing high school shows. I wound up becoming a guest um, headlining entertainer for Royal Caribbean Cruise Line. So now I was traveling around the world and um, I, I was having a lot of fun and I was making a lot of money and it was going really well professionally. But then of course, you know, my personal life, I was just in alignment. I was in harmony. I was at peace. And I just, I realized what the power of the mind was. And then from all of that, I began to put content on YouTube, uh, hypnosis and meditation content and sharing what I knew about the mind and what I was able to achieve with the mind um, you know, with the rest of the world. And consequently, that also took off as well. And I just hit uh, two, I'm just about to hit 222,000 subscribers on YouTube. So it, it goes back to this thing where I was able to take my creativity, what I knew about writing, script writing, um, you know, and video production, as well as connecting, you know, with an audience and putting it all together to be able to make a difference in people's lives. And that is kind of a very long roundabout way of where I got to where I'm at right now.
Wow. That is awesome. Well, congratulations, John. I think it's so amazing. It just speaks volumes to kind of, you know, like you said, where you are and you're at a happy place. You're where you're supposed to be. So that's awesome. Thank you. I appreciate that. Thank you very much. Yeah, that is awesome. Now tell me, so the hypnosis stuff and the meditation, how had that been something you were always kind of intrigued by or interested in or... You know, I, in to a, a certain degree, you know, as, as a little kid, you know, I remember watching stuff on TV about, you know, hypnosis and, you know, it just seemed to be this mystical, magical thing. And, and then, of course, while I was in college, you know, at the comedy club where I started performing, they would bring a hypnotist in occasionally. And, it, and again, it was just this fascinating thing to see, you know, the, what was, what was possible. But of course that early on that entertainment side of me was just like, man, that would be really interesting to do. But yet, you know, it seems so hard. It seems so mysterious. So yes, I was intrigued by it, but at the same time, I, you know, I guess I could also say I was uh, not afraid of it in a way that, oh my gosh, this is going to do something terrible to me, but afraid of it in a way that it just seemed something completely impossible to ever be able to learn and, and master. And that's what, so it was this, the challenging aspect of it that really, yeah, Yeah, that, yeah, that's, well, yeah, that was the one thing that, you know, it's like the, what do they say about fear? Fear is false evidence appearing real, you know? And, and so early on, what I say about hypnosis now is my biggest regret is that I didn't start doing it sooner, not just from a professional standpoint, but, but from a personal standpoint. And that's really what it was is I, you know, early on, I had these beliefs that, oh my gosh, this is, this is too hard. I'm not going to be able to, you know, to, to do that. I'm not going to be able to, to make that happen. Then of course, when I finally dived in to do it, there was still that element of, you know, fear. Um, You know, it's funny because I had performed in front of thousands of people. I, you know, I'd been on live television, literally in, you know, in front of the entire world. Um, But I was never afraid as afraid or terrified as, as I was that, you know, that first time I took the stage, you know, in front of an audience to do, you know, to do hypnosis. But then, then of course you, you realize you're like, oh, wow, I, I can do this, you know? And then you experience, you know, that little bit of success, that little bit of realization that something is possible. And then of course it all just compounds, you know, and you, you look back now and you're like, man, <laughs> I can't believe I was afraid of that because it's possible. Wow. Okay. So now John getting, diving deeper into this. Yeah. So you start, you know, you learn how to hypnotize people and you're, you start by hypnotizing other people. Correct. Yeah. And what does that do for you personally? Was it, was there like a sense of control or like, okay, I've got control over this person. Well, what the, is the, yeah, the, well, the very first time it happened, uh, there was a, a woman I was dating at the time. Uh, she had uh, teenagers and they, they brought some of their friends over to the house for me to you know, practice on, you know, the, all the kids in, you know, in the living room. And, and the first time it happens, you're like, you're one, all right, are they, are, are they being real? Are they just faking? And you're like, no, they're, they're really hypnotized. Holy cow. This, this actually works. Um, you know, and then, the, you know, then of course, later on, 
you know, when you do it, there is this, this part of you that's like, Ooh, you know, I've, I, you know, I've got this, I've got this power, you know, I can do this. And then you, you quickly begin to realize what, you know, I, I I just took my kids to see Spider-Man over the weekend. And, you know, one of the lines, you know, with great power comes great responsibility. Um, And then you, then, then you begin to realize, yeah, you know, there's, there is a, a reverence and a respect, you know, that you, you know, that everyone deserves, um, you know, to be treated with. And, you know, especially when it comes to the stuff that you, you know, that you do on stage Um, because, you don't want somebody to walk away feeling embarrassed. You don't want somebody to feel like, you know, oh my gosh, I did something that, you know, I, I, I regret doing or, or whatever the case may be. So, you, you know, you always, I always choose to frame everything that I do within the perspective of it's going to be a good time. It's going to be, um, you know, a good experience you know, for people when they, you know, when they participate, um, you know, and, and obviously, you know, when, when, when you do a show, um, when you call for volunteers, um, yeah, a, a good example is, is one time I, I did have a guy say to me after a show one time, he goes, well, you know, you told everybody that they weren't going to be embarrassed. And I go, well, that's right. And he goes, but you know, they, they did some, they did some goofy stuff up there. They did some, some silly stuff up there. And I, and I said, well, doing that would that have embarrassed you? And he, he said, yeah, I said, but you didn't, you didn't go up there that you, you didn't choose to go up there. The people that chose to go up there were the people that were like, Hey man, I don't have a problem with being up on stage and kind of being the star of the show and being in the spotlight and, and doing some, you know, some silly, some silly stuff. So, you know, those are the the kind of people that when you, when you do get a volunteer on stage, it's the kind of people that are like, man, we're just here to have a good time. And, and we're up about, you know, we're, we're ready to give it up in front of everybody and just, you know, have fun. Right. Now, now tell me, John, so are you, are you doing this as a um, medium of therapy for people as well? I mean, are, do you do any of that or how do you do this for others? So what, you know, what originally what it became was, you know, was, was me doing the stage hypnosis show. Um, And then from the stage hypnosis show, I also went and certified to, you know, I'm a, I'm a, certified consulting hypnotist with the national guild of hypnotists. So I went through the whole process of how do we apply this, you know, in a, in a clinical setting or, you know, or a therapeutic setting. But, um, but my real passion obviously was, was kind of being in front of and, and, and helping the masses. So my wife does all of the, the one-on-one hypnotherapy. So she's also, she went and certified as well. So, so she does that. Um, and, and where everything has evolved for me is, um, I actually haven't performed a show since February of 2020, since before the, you know, since before the pandemic mm-hmm. and for, the, for the first time in my life, um, you know, since I was, I don't know, 23, probably 23 years old, um, you know, I, I was not performing and I found that I was actually okay with that. I, I didn't miss it because what was happening is you know, simultaneously, my, my YouTube channel was, was taking off. So all of, you know, my YouTube channel now is all about, you know, hypnosis and meditation for an individual to be able to, um, you know, achieve success or whatever areas they're looking to, um, you know, in their life. So everything I do now is all focused on my YouTube channel and um, benefiting people that way. Mm, And now, so you're, I'm going to have to check this out. Um, you know, I've actually done, uh, gone through hypnotherapy and it, the woman was amazing and wonderful, but it didn't work for me. 
So yeah. I know, um, you know, I feel like it's really subjective where one hypnotherapist might be able to do wonders and the other mm-hmm. one, I still believe in it. Yeah. Yeah. Another go, but is that very much the case? Well, here's what I tell people. I, I, you know, there's no right way. There's no wrong way. There's only if something works for us or not. And, and hypnosis is a very relative thing to the, to the individual because, you know, there are people starting with the example of stage, you know, I I've, I've had people that come on stage and you know, they've been hypnotized right away. Um, I've had other people that have come on stage and it hasn't worked. And then I've had people that come on stage that it worked for them at one point, but then it didn't work at that point. And then, you know, and then vice versa. So what I tell people is, well, first of all, experiencing hypnosis or meditation, it's like any, it's like working a muscle. You work the muscle, you train the muscle, you build up the muscle. And we can do that with hypnosis. And what I tell the people is get out there and, and see what works for you. See what resonates with you. I mean, that's one of the nice things about being able to go to a a platform like YouTube is there are so many different offerings. There's so many different things, hypnotists and styles and content you know, that people can experiment with. And they're like, yo, I really like this one person's style. I like this one's person's voice. I don't like this person's style or their voice. And then you you find something that you go, yeah, okay, I feel comfortable with this. So it works for me. And then the more you do it, um, the more powerful you become at it. I mean, there was a time I never thought in a million years that I could have ever been hypnotized. And then when I started to do it, I was like, wow, this, this works. And it's worked to the point where now it's, you know, muscle memory, if you will, that when I, when I get in my position for meditation, it's like my mind and my body are automatically there. I'm able to go from a beta brainwave state down into that alpha and theta brainwave state. And it just happens, you know, automatically. And, and, and the thing is, is we all go through hypnosis every single day on our own. It's a natural operational state of the human brain. You know, it's, it's, you actually pass through a state of hypnosis, you know, when you go to sleep at night or it's a case where it, you know, it's like you you try talking to your kids and they're staring at their phone or the TV and they have no idea what, you know, what you're saying to them. That's actually a form of hypnosis where you're so focused on one thing, you're dialing everything else out and, and blocking everything else out. So you can receive that one thing that you're focused on. So, um, it's just about learning to trigger that state of mind, um, intentionally on your own. And it's possible for everybody. Mm. Now tell me, so you start doing the self hypnosis mm-hmm. and then you kind of, that turns into, I mean, it is, you are entering a meditative state, right? Correct. Correct. Yeah. They're, they're actually sister states of mind, hypnosis and meditation. What's happening is, is you're going from a beta brainwave state, which is the conscious waking state that we spend, you know, most of our time uh, during the day within you're going from that beta brainwave state, you're slowing your brainwaves down into an alpha and theta brainwave state. So, you know, meditation and hypnosis physiologically, and as far as, you know, the brain or the mind are concerned, the exact same things, um, you know, are happening, but yet at the same time, both kind of offer, you know, different, um, end results. Mm-hmm. And so when you started, so when you first started your self-hypnosis, it wasn't, it was more to just hypnotize yourself, not necessarily for, okay, I want to meditate. 
Yeah. Initially it wasn't even the, you know, cause my, you know, my initial idea of meditation was, you know, you're sitting in the Lotus position and you're not thinking anything or whatever the case may be. So my initial efforts were like, okay, well let's um, let's rewire my mind with hypnosis. Let's clear out some of, you know, the negative programming, the limiting beliefs, and let's replace those with more positive empowering program programming. So that's, you know, that was what my, you know, my initial, um, you know, attempt was or efforts were relative to self-hypnosis. Okay. And now, so when are you doing it, is it just kind of a a collaborative thing now? So when you meditate, you begin with the self-hypnosis or are you doing this separately and that separately, or are they incorporated, you know, one you know, a lot, you, you'll hear a lot, especially on YouTube, you know, you hear a lot of these terms like hypnosis, meditation, or guided hypnosis, guided meditation, hypnosis, meditation. And a lot of ways they're, you know, they're, they're kind of interchangeable because the, you know, the same things are, are, are going on. People tend to feel a little bit more comfortable about the term guided meditation, maybe than they do hypnosis because hypnosis might, you know, conjure up some mysterious, you know, concept, but, you know, for somebody that doesn't have, you know, let's say no experience, um, you know, if you put on a self-hypnosis audio or a guided meditation audio, what's happening is, is that you're having someone guide you through the process of quieting your conscious mind and going down from that beta brainwave state into the alpha and, and theta brainwave state. So, you know, you can have somebody uh, guide you through that. Their voice can guide you through that, like a, you know, a hypnotist or something. When you get to the point um, where you have experience with that and your mind and your body are kind of trained. Now I, I don't have to listen you know, to anyone do that for me. As soon as I get in my, you know, my position and I close my eyes and I do my breathing, that automatically is going to take me into that state without having to say anything to myself or hear anyone instruct me. Mm. And now John, what has being able to kind of enter these deeper meditative states, you know, on a regular basis, what How's that done for you personally? You know, one of the, there's all the, there's so much to it that a lot of people don't even, you know, realize. First of all, what's, let's look at like physiologically what's happening to, um, you know, a person's body when they go into hypnosis or a meditative state. You are releasing endorphins, you're re- releasing dopamine. So you really are experiencing this natural high. You feel, really happy. You feel really at peace. You, you feel blissful, but, and at the same time, you're also reducing cortisol levels. So that stress, stress is going away. So not only do you feel good, you're feeling, you know, more relaxed. So you have all these emotional benefits that you're experiencing as well. Then of course, you know, you're feeling better. So, you know, you're able to, you know, you're thinking, you know, more positive thoughts and that sort of thing. Um, outside of what you might feel emotionally, of course, um, your body is also releasing antioxidants. So you're boosting your immune system. I have never been as healthier in my entire life as I have been since I started doing, um, you know, daily hypnosis and, and meditation. So you've got all that happening, you know, for your body. But at the same time, what's happening relative to your mind? You know, your mind is your brain, your subconscious mind is essentially your operating system. It's where all your programming is. It's where all, you have all these connections where your mind tells you this means this and this means that. And, 
And people, you know, they can have limiting beliefs. They can believe things there, you know, there's things that we all say, okay, yes, we know what this means. And this, you know, this makes perfect sense. You don't touch, you know, a hot stove, you know, that a glowing stove means pain and you don't touch it, but then we can have all these other unique individual areas of our lives that we can just have a connection and a belief that doesn't necessarily even logically need to make sense or seem to make sense. It's just, you know, that we tell ourselves we're not good enough. We, you know, we, we can never succeed. We can, you know, we can never be successful or we, you know, we'll never be able to have enough money or, you know, we, we tell our things, all these limiting beliefs. So what happens is with hypnosis, you're fast tracking um, yourself into your programming, into your computer database, and you're, you're literally rewiring your, your mind's thinking. So you can unplug a limiting belief and a negative connection, and you can plug in something more empowering, you know, that, that is going to make a difference. And that's, that's, what's so profound about the mental aspect of it is, is that you can literally change your beliefs about yourself, your life, your reality to have a far more beneficial and a far more profound um, positive impact on your life. Mm, I love that. Now, so you on your YouTube channel have some kind of for beginners or skeptics or just someone who's never done this before. Yeah. Well, basically the stuff that I have um, on my YouTube channel and, and it's interesting how it kind of began because initially what I was doing is, you know, hypnotists, when they do a show, they always have merchandise that they're selling after the show. You know, back in the day, it was records and then it was eight track tapes. And then it was uh, cassette tapes and then CDs, you know, stop smoking and weight loss and stop stress and all these sort of things. Of course, what happened within, you know, the mid two thousands was that people didn't have CD players anymore. So I, you know, I was on these, you know, the, the, the forums and the platforms where, you know, hypnotists, you know, they talk about how they're going to do things. And, you know, there were a lot of people are like, well, people aren't buying CDs. They don't have CD players. So what do we do now? And then people were, well, we could have uh, flash drives and we could put MP3 files on our flash drives and we could sell flash drives to people that way after the show. And, you know, I had this idea, well, let's just cut to the chase. I could put everything digitally on my website. And then maybe what I could do is I could go onto YouTube and put my content on YouTube. Maybe somebody might come across my content on YouTube and they'd be interested in going to my website, downloading the MP3 file. It never occurred to me that people would actually use YouTube as their primary platform um, to, to get this type of content. And what happened was, is that one program on my channel took off and it was uh, sleep hypnosis. It was for falling asleep. So suddenly I had all these people going to my YouTube channel to listen to me you know, to fall asleep. And it, and it began to just take off and, and explode. And I said, okay, well, I'm going to do more of this content. And, but of course, you know, I wanted to be able to create content that was a little bit different than just falling asleep because there's other things that I'm, you know, passionate about reducing stress, you know, positive energy, that sort of thing. So um, what I've done is I've created these programs that uh, people, people around the world who are into that sort of thing, um, they listen to me to not only fall asleep, but at the same time, get a, get, you know, get a positive message, whether it's increasing positive energy, um, you know, releasing negative energy, um, overcoming, you know, a breakup, any of those sort of things that somebody looks to do to in, in improve an area of their life. They just simply put on when they fall asleep uh, at night and, and they, and they listen to me. 
So that's how it kind of, it's kind of how it goes. So, and the good thing is, is, you know, you can be a first timer. You don't have to have any experience. You can just go there and you can just listen to something and then it just happens. Wow. Okay, John. So I have sleep problems and this is so serendipitous because we're having this conversation, you and I this morning, and I'm going to try to have you help me put me to sleep tonight. So I'm going to be listening to your stuff. It's, and it's that's and, pretty amazing. And that, you know, that's because the, the thing is, is when we, when we climb into bed, going to sleep at night, um, we're naturally designed to go through the, you know, go from a beta brainwave state down into that alpha and theta brainwave state, and then down into a delta brainwave state. The thing is, is, you know, what we see now is that we're so overstimulated relative to, you know, our phones and our computers and the television and, and all of that stuff that it's really, really difficult for a lot of people to be able to shut their minds off at night. So yeah, I, I, I guide them, I guide them through that. And now the interesting thing and the unique thing about the content that I do that I found is that um, there are a lot of people that like to have me, you know, guide them down into that into that state. But at the same time, they like the stuff to keep on going. Um, so most of my content is eight hour long content where it guides somebody kind of through that relaxation process that some people call it a sleep talk down or you know that hypnotic induction. And then we speak to whatever the area is that somebody's looking to, um, you know, make a make a difference in. And then what happens is is that primarily the main portion of my content, the first hour, maybe hour and fifteen minutes, sometimes ninety minutes, is the original part of the content. And then what will happen is after that is there's the remainder time. It's it's just kind of on a loop that plays, you know, in the background. Now the thing now the thing that happens is when we enter that alpha and theta brainwave state that's when our mind is most receptive to receiving suggestions to be able to make the change so we harness that point before somebody falls asleep and then we speak to that area that they're looking to change now obviously when somebody goes down into a delta brainwave state um it things operate a little bit differently than as of, opposed to an alpha or theta brainwave state um so you know hearing something in the background um for some people, you know, it 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 can, it's beneficial, and you know, for other people, it just happens to be there. But there are YouTube's all about subsets of subsets of subsets. People that are into a very specific thing. So I found that you know the people that are into my content are people that like to have an eight-hour uh, long content that they can fall asleep to, and then I hear from people all the time. It's like, oh, I I woke up at three thirty in the morning, but your voice was right there, and I fell right back to sleep, and I you know. I feel great. And, you know, and, and of course it, it can work the same way too. Like at least with me, like I'm somebody that can't listen to something consistently for eight hours, but what'll happen with me is I'll put something on and it'll relax me. It'll take me down, um, speak to the issues that I'm working, to, you know, to, to resolve and, or, you know, improve and then put me off to sleep. And then lots of times, maybe two, three, four hours later, I might lightly wake up in the middle of the night and I hear it and I just press the off button, you know, and I just, you know, I'm right back to sleep. It's, it's, you know, it's not even an issue. Um, so, but, and it's one of those things I just tell people, you know, experiment and try, you know, see what, see what works for you. Mm. Now, John, tell me, so for you with all of this work you're doing, what is your ultimate, like, what would be the ultimate 
you know, area or where you want to kind of help people make this shift or transform or what's that kind of end goal for you? You know, my whole thing is about allowing people to realize how much power that they really do have within themselves, how their lives are literally something that they can create according to their own preference, their own design, their own passions. Um, it's about you know, showing people that life is not something that just happens to you. Life is something that happens for you that you can create and that you can enjoy. And that, you know, the interesting thing is, is that really has always been my passion since I was a little kid. It was about, you know, when I was really little, I always enjoyed making people laugh and just being the, you know, just kind of the, the class clown because I felt like I was instilling a positive and emotional, uh, you know, effect for somebody by making them laugh. And then later on, you know, it was, um, you know, it was film because I, I produced or I, you know, had written, you know, these various um you know, comedy scripts that always kind of had a message. There was always, I was always looking to, you know, have something, a takeaway that somebody could, um, you know, that they could receive years ago. I worked with um, a comedian named Jack Mayberry, who at one point he was one of the comics that had like the most appearances on the tonight show. And he said to me, he said, when you tell a joke, it's like giving a gift, you're giving a gift to somebody and that you're receiving it. They're appreciating it. They're, you know, enjoying it. So that's how I've always kind of viewed my perspective, you know, about art. So for me now it's, you know, whether it's, you know, the stuff that I, you know, the create on YouTube, it's sharing my creative abilities, taking my creative abilities um, and, and fashioning them in a way that somebody can receive something that is a, you know, that that's a benefit for them. And the interesting thing too, is, is that the, the guys that I've, these were guys that I went to film school with that I, you know, I had done my independent films with, um, you know, they've come back to me and they're like, dude, it's let's, let's make another movie, man. It's time to make another movie. And what's interesting is, is that now that um, I feel like I have this much broader perspective about life and, you know, the power of the mind and energy and individuals. So I feel like I have some some really interesting things and messages that I could share now, not just in what I do on YouTube, but also, um, you know, relative to, um, you know, movies. And of course now it's, you know, the, the, the movie that I wrote, produced and directed, you know, it was 15, 15 years ago. Um, that was when it was just go to the movie theaters and then something comes out on DVD. But of course now there's so many more platforms with so many more opportunities and avenues to be able to, um, you know, to, to put a movie out there. So, you know, it's just continuing to use my creative talents and gifts in a way that I can benefit people's lives by making, allowing them to feel good and empowering themselves so that they can continue to allow themselves to feel good. Mm, I love that. That is so beautiful, John. Like, so you're here having learning about your own mind and subconscious and all of that through your work and training and having your own awakening. And as a yeah. creative, you want to put that back out there for people. That exactly right. And it, you know, it's so funny because when I was younger, when I was in college, I was meticulous, I, you know, not a, not a diary, but I, you know, I had a journal when I, when I got into college, I never journaled when I was a kid, but when I got into college, um, I journaled quite a bit for, 
five or six years of my life. It's not something that I have done in, in a very long time, but I look back on the things that I wrote earlier and, and I had this experience right out of college. I was 24 years old and I was working at a temp job. It was before, you know, comedy had, you know, taken off for me, um, you know, where I was still, I could perform, but yet there was times when I wasn't performing and not making money and I had to do a temp job and I was working this really lousy temp job at some printing company, right? I would come home and there was ink and stuff all over me. And I, and I just found this because I was going through some uh, boxes in the basement. I pulled out my own journal and I found an entry. I think it was uh, September 1994. I was 24 years old and I was writing about how I hated doing this temp job. And it had me thinking about how I was going to move forward with my life and, and you know, a career and making money. And I, and I wrote this line about that in there that I, and I used my name. I said, I am John Moyer. And I've always believed that I am destined to make a positive impact on humanity. And I had completely forgotten that I had ever wrote that. And I, I pulled it out the other day and my wife was reading it. My wife was like, holy cow, look what you wrote when you were 24 years old. And look where you're at now, and what you're, you know, what you're doing, um, you know, for people and with people by putting the stuff out that that you know that you put out there. And what's interesting is that, of course, I never, you know, I never, you know, I had never in a million years would have ever believed that I am where I am at now. Um, and of course, the thing is, is that it's better than where I ever thought I would have been. I'm, I'm loving life and I'm enjoying life and I'm, I'm doing exactly what I said I was going to do. You know, when I was when I was 24 years old. So, um, it's kind of an interesting thing to, to you know, you, you look back and you, you're like, wow, I said this then and I'm doing it now. Wow! Oh my God, that is awesome, John. I love that. I am feeling so inspired because you're just. Uh, happy. And I love that you're doing what you're doing and you're making an impact. Now, I appreciate that. Yeah. It's, it's so and, awesome. And, you know, the, and the one thing that, that, you know, that I, I kind of want to share there, and this is something that I, I, I share with, um, you know, it's one of the common themes in a lot of the programs that I put together is, is to let go of, you know, judgment. And, you know, the analogy that I use is that, you know, if I were to say to somebody for, or, or blank plus blank equals four. Most people are going to go two plus two equals four, um, or you know three plus one or five minus one equals four. Whatever the case may be, but you know there's an literally an infinite amount of mathematical combinations that can equal the number four, and it's the same thing in life. Is that we we tend to think this has got to be this way in order for me to feel good or to feel successful or to be successful. This circumstance has to be this way. These people have to be this way. When in reality, if we just, we let all that go and we just allow ourselves to realize that there are an infinite combinations of things that can show up in our life to sustain us in those emotional states that, you know, that we prefer. Because in you know reality, we we want to accomplish a goal not for the physical aspect of doing it, but, but because of what the end result is, is the emotional state that we're going to be in. You know, people want to feel happy. They they prefer to feel good. They prefer to feel safe and secure and blissful and joyful and love. And sometimes you know we put these blinders on that think all these things have to be exactly this way in order for us to feel this way. Just let go of thinking that things have to be a certain way. Focus on the emotional state. And then you will be pleasantly surprised at how things, 
completely unexpected show up in your life that sustain you not only in that emotional state, but sustain you in, you know, more joy, more peace, more happiness than you could have ever imagined possible. Mm, Oh my God. That was awesome, John. Now, you know, I'm going to have links. Mm -hmm. So I was, you just said what I was going to ask you, but I'm going to be redundant. Yeah, sure. But so I'm going to have links to all of your stuff for people. And, um, you know, in closing, just a last bit of wisdom, a message, tip, whatever you want to leave people with. Just, you know, believe and know for a fact that, you know, we all have the power within us. You know, I, I tell people that, you know, when it comes to, you know, changing your mind in terms of, you know, your beliefs, your behaviors, that th- sort of thing. I tell people that changing your mind is the hardest, easiest thing you will ever do. And it's so hard because people cannot believe that it's so easy. And it really is easy. Just, you know, once you just, you dive in there and you start to put forth a little bit of effort, um, you know, to make those changes, then what you realize is that it, it just compounds and you're like, holy cow, I, I really can do this. I really, I can experience this. This is, this is possible. And, you know, so just believe in yourself and know that, that you really can do those things that you prefer to do. Oh my God, John, you have been so inspiring and so insightful and so awesome. I cannot thank you enough. Oh, I I appreciate being here, Sue. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you so much, John. Absolutely. Absolutely.